Hey, welcome everybody. Today I'm talking with Caden, who is one of my oldest and best friends. Uh, we're going to be talking about some AI stuff, consciousness, and kind of his own personal beliefs about the universe. Welcome, Caden. How you doing? Hey, Keaton. Good. Happy to be here. Big fan of the show. Cool, cool. I appreciate you coming on. A uh, couple housekeeping things. Um... First and foremost, if anyone and anyone and everyone is welcome to the Discord channel, that's like my number one goal is to try and make a community of people who enjoy having conversations like this, who think it's important. Um, other than that, yeah, you can email me at whoisskydaddy at gmail.com or find me on TikTok with that same handle. And if you are watching live on the YouTube please remember to give it a, a like. And let's see, last thing. So we do have, we're getting all these episodes onto podcast format. I'm done making jokes about me touching my beard and playing with it, but if you would rather just hear the audio and not see a full screen picture of me, then just go find it on the podcast. All right, man. Uh, if you want to just start by kind of giving your religious background and upbringing and then what you currently believe right now. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I grew up the same, a lot this, like you, you know, we, mm -hmm. we grew up Mormon, uh, went to church my whole life, pretty much every Sunday. Just kind of forced to do it. Although we, I never really, uh, believed in any of it. Uh, you know, my dad made it like a thing where we had to go every Sunday, no matter what, but we were always pretty like, we don't want to go, you know, we don't want to do this stuff until I was about 18. And then right when I turned 18, I stopped going. Cause that was kind of the, the thing is you got to make your decision. Once you were 18, you were an adult. That was your and cut off point. <laughs> yeah. Finally got to decide my own life. I was old enough, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So stopped going when I was 18. Uh, have never looked back. I think I've been back maybe a couple times for like funerals and a couple of things like that, but definitely don't regret it. Right. Um, nowadays, I would say I am mostly atheist. Mm. Uh, I definitely don't believe in any organized religions. I think I think they're all, you know, humans' way of trying to explain things that are unexplainable. But I do say that I do believe that there are things that we cannot explain. Like there, there there's mm. things that we can't see. There's things that we don't know about that, you know, whether it be an other dimensional or whatever it is that, uh, you know, could be a higher power, if you will, even though I don't like that term. Just yeah. uh, not saying that they're like looking over us or anything like that, but there, there definitely could be greater things out there is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, and really when you think about it, kind of the way you put it, like it could even all just be completely natural still. It's just physics that we don't understand yet or, or even, yeah, like you said, dimensions or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. The science could all be there, but it's something just kind of out of our comprehension. 
right. and it, that's that's it. Is it's it's something we can't understand, you know. Do you so is it something? Do you think that we'll be able to eventually understand all these things, or do you think it will literally always be out of reach? Um, I and our it's hard to say. Like, who knows what we could turn into, especially if we start combining with robotics and stuff like that. Yeah. But with our current flesh, blood, and bone and our brains it seems out of reach it seems like something that just is not comprehensible you know we can't see past time like the the time dimension as we live in this so you know we can't even imagine what something above that might be yeah i remember did you ever watch that like 10 dimensions youtube video oh, yeah <laughs> i loved that video i remember i was like super high when i first watched it and it blew my mind yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely can't take it as fact, but it just it makes so much sense that we, you know, we're living in a singular moment in time. Yeah. And, you know, who's to say that time is linear at all? You know, it, it could literally just be everything all at once. Yeah, it's interesting. And there's there's like a lot of different scientific theories that, you know, you could almost put up there with uh, like maybe there's a little bit more proof than a God and religion stuff, but but really they're kind of just making shit up and theorizing about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's all, that's the best we can do. Yeah. Well, I, I do find it interesting that you said you are kind of mostly atheist. I, I don't know why I wouldn't have expected you to say that. Um, so do you still, do you, how do you view the law of attraction now? Cause I put that in the title. Yeah. Um, so I, me and you have had lots of talks on this for sure. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think, I, I think we have maybe a little bit of misunderstanding in that, uh, I, I don't believe the law of attraction, like it, the law of attraction is closely related to manifestation, right? Is that kind mm -hmm. of what you would say? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would say that I don't necessarily believe in manifestation. Okay. Um, but I do like, like, how can I put this? So I think the last time we were talking about this, we were maybe talking about being at the casino, mm -hmm. right? And how like, uh, the law of attraction could help me like win or something like, like do better possibly. Right. Um, and so uh, how I could kind of best attribute that is like, I'm not saying I can manifest winnings, but if I am positive and I believe that I am doing well or I can do well and stuff like that, that might lead to me having a better decision making, you know, le better risk management, lead to like less impulsiveness, more informed choices. Yeah. Uh, you know, the ability to even like just stay calm because I'm, I'm confident, I'm positive and I'm not, I can look at those losses and be okay with it. Cause I, yeah, I can, you know, that that's kind of how I attribute it. Like law of attraction is all about manifestation. Right. And I don't necessarily believe that, but I believe that if you want something and you think about it every day, you're going to lean towards it because you're going to work towards it. You're going to develop goals. You're going to put in time and effort. Like you're thinking about it. So you're consciously moving yourself towards what you're thinking about. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, honestly, it sounds like we think a lot the same there. That's exactly how I view it. I, uh, cause you know, back in the day when we 
So anyone listening, me and Caden, I would... Okay, actually, let me ask if you would give the same answers. What two documentaries do you remember that, like, just changed our <laughs> lives as friends? <laughs> oh, that's funny, because I know for sure what you would say. <laughs> you know both of them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, The Secret was the first one, for yep. sure. And, and um, the what was the, 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 the weed one? The, the Union. One. The Union. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, those, yeah, those, like through our friend group just to a whole new life experience. Yeah. Do you remember freaking watching the union and we're like going to make videos and, yeah. <laughs> and copies of it and go, go pass them out in people's mailboxes. And yeah. Like we were literally going to burn it and just leave it on people's mailboxes. <laughs> like the world uh, needs to the world needs to know because and, in school we were so ingrained that marijuana was like the worst thing you could do yeah yeah it was it was the devil's lettuce mm. and it, it's crazy how just like I, I mean what it's been 10 years or more than that but now the the mindset of the population has a hundred percent shifted like mm -hmm. my mom is okay with it now and i never thought that i would see that day yeah true it is but yet somehow we're still behind in like making it illegal yeah our 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 policies can't catch up our, our yeah. you know our our politics they're just can't keep oh, up with people that's a whole whole nother topic but anyway the reason i i was bringing it up is because the secret i remember when we watched it it was just like so mind-blowing and for sure at least for me back then i viewed it as very magical and supernatural and like manifesting like no matter what whatever you're thinking of and stuff you're going to draw that in through some law of attraction would you say you felt that way back yeah, then? yeah that's why the, the show made you believe that that's kind of right. how it like it's literally this easy you know you, you say thank you you think about what you want and you feel like you have it already and boom it, you know yep. it's there your your bike appears is like the example it uses in that that documentary yep. Which is, yeah, it's ridiculous because you can't manifest that bike. But if you have that attitude where you're thinking about that bike every day and you're asking your mom about it or you're old enough mm -hmm. to get a job and, you know, work towards it and then actually pay for it or your parents are right. talking about it and you get it for Christmas, boom, yeah, it would appear. And it may seem like manifestation, but no, it's it's literally that you're putting it in your vision and you are, you're bringing it, you know, like so, in yeah. a way. Yeah, it's a lot just like goal setting and motivation, you know, dedication to something. And, um, you know, it sounds like we really agree a lot on this, but I will just say, like, actually, the supernatural belief in this back in the day for me, um, the more I reflected upon it, it was um, it was a bad thing for my mentality, because I remember I would like f catch myself like having just this dumb weird bad thought that my life was going to be yeah. ruined or something and then i would just like cycle this panic through my brain because i was like oh shit i'm thinking about it and like it just like would throw me for these spirals yeah you're gonna manifest this this evil thing or whatever yeah yeah that's a that's a scary you know, if you think it works in one direction, you've got to think it works in the other direction, right? Exactly. So that can be that could be scary for someone that believes that. Hey, yeah. religion. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
Um, well, and I would say the religion part of my life is definitely what made me susceptible to buying into supernatural stuff in the first place. Um, yeah, I mean, they literally tell us all that crazy shit, like angels. And... Yeah, lots of yeah. crazy. Cool. Well, yeah, I, you know, honestly, I thought we would maybe disagree a little bit more here. But it sounds like we're pretty much on the same page because I would also agree with you that there's things we don't understand fully. And even one of my most favorite concepts is <clears throat> like time and stuff, especially when it comes to deja vu and weird things like that, that we just can't quite explain why that's happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's so much weirdness out there. And I, I know we've had these arguments about these things and I think a lot of our problems have been just not being able to communicate, right? Like mm. what we actually really think the things are. So I'm glad we're on the same page now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just the positive mentality will help you have a better dedication to whatever you're thinking about. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, you're not going to get there without setting goals and stuff. But Yeah. And I think like, I naturally came into that after dropping the supernatural part because I realized that like, oh shit. There's something there, right? Like, Well, I realized like I have to do these things. Like physically, I have to go out and like practice or study or like I can't just sit and meditate and think about it. Like I, it just puts – I like feeling that I am responsible – not just by thinking, but by, by doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have some control over it for sure. You yeah. have to, you have to be the one in control to make it happen. Okay. Well, I think we've exhausted that. So now the fun topics about AI and whatnot. Um, and I know you said you wanted to, maybe clarify this i'll clarify it just for both of us <laughs> you just got a bit quieter for me oh did i um it's still showing my levels are good on okay. obs all right i'll just turn you up a little bit okay no go ahead um so yeah i was i just wanted to clarify for anyone listening that you know caden is a computer scientist but he's not like he's good at coding and stuff but you wouldn't necessarily like say you're an expert in AI or anything like that, right? No, yeah, no. I, I've dabbled in machine learning, but that's it, really. I'm, I'm definitely no expert. I would not claim to be either. Yeah, and I am just like a brand new student of philosophy. So, you know, when it comes to consciousness and all this stuff, too, I am definitely far from an expert, but. It's just fun to speculate about this type of stuff and kind of agree and disagree on what we think is possible or plausible. So, yeah. Um, all right. So I wanted to start with this. I kind of brought this up to you the other day. I'm going to pull it up on screen here and then I'll also share it in the discord in case you want to read it at some point. Um, <clears throat> it's from... Popular Mechanics. You've have you read of any of their articles before? Wait, where is it so I can see? Oh, yeah. Let me just share it right now, real quick. I need to make a 
of like stage event chatter. I'm just gonna put it in the welcome though. Uh, yeah, that works. Okay. So yeah, I I I briefly brought this up to you the other day. I'll just kind of read these first few points. We're not going to go through the whole article. It, it says artificial intelligence is now able to decode brain activity to unlock emotions, productivity, and even pre-conscious thought, according to some futurist, I guess. Uh, so there'd be wearable technology that is already available, assisting in brainwave monitoring. And so, yeah, it's kind of like could be some crazy surveillance once it progressed Jeez, yeah if this this is crazy because if it kind of like if it got in the wrong hands or like you know they could you could literally be controlled from this for sure oh so you think like we could go the other way too like input in brainwaves no, no i more uh, mean like uh like if everything you think about is monitored what's you know anything anything you do it's like it's like that one movie precognition or whatever where you never can commit a murder because they know beforehand you know yeah exactly so because i remember when i first brought this up to you you actually kind of you were very much more optimistic than i was and you were like yeah that could actually end up being a good thing yeah i mean well it definitely could be really cool like if if it knew like just for example, let's say I lost my arms or something like that. Then it could like read my brain waves from me wanting to like move my fingers, and then we could use that input mm. to like typing and essentially let someone type again. Or you know, like okay. there, there's so many different things. If we could read brain waves, we could like use that input for just anything. That would be crazy. Yeah, that's that's a cool. Like point. driving, driving with your mind. Can you imagine that? Oh, like. Shit. Yeah, just, that's oh, I cool. just want to turn here, you know, and it just it, you think that and then it just knows and it just turns. See, I didn't I didn't think of any of these good features that could come from it. Like my pessimistic brain immediately went to like the government is going to know everything we're thinking all the time. <laughs> and like your boss at work is going to know when you're like, shut up, bitch, in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I imagine something like this, though, would come with, like, you know how, like, how in your, like, you have your Google Home in your house or whatever, you can turn off the speaker, you know, something like this, it seems like you would probably, there's got to be a, like, a a way to, like, turn it off so you don't, it's not constantly <clears throat> reading your brain waves. Basically, think, you're, go ahead. I just think people wouldn't, wouldn't buy something like that. It's like letting them into your life, you know. So basically you think it'll probably most likely have some good like consenting rules and like I have to be actively consenting to this. Yeah, I can only read these brainwaves that tell me that I want to turn right and turn left and gas yeah. and brake, you know, like that's what the car is allowed to like your iPhone, you know, you only allow it certain permissions. Okay, so but like... to play the devil's advocate here, the conspiracy theorists would tell you that our phones and Google Homes are actively listening yeah. even oh, when yeah. we're not not using them there's definitely uh apple definitely could be in control you know like sure the apps don't have control over all your permissions on your phone but apple does right they they can listen to anything anywhere at any time like they own the product 
So it'd be so, up to the company to decide if they're going to release this information or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And on that topic, real quick, it's crazy because uh, I I've recently worked for a company that has access to uh, some of those hidden APIs that Apple has, and you just wouldn't even believe the amount of data that your phone can collect on you. It's it's alarming. It's crazy yeah. how much they know. So that, that's a topic for another day. So, so you're saying Edward Snowden was onto something. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, you know, why, why don't we stay on that topic for just a sec? Um, Cause the way I understand it, I, I don't know if I'm wrong or not, but it's really up to these companies. Like, it's not like the government is collecting data on us. It's just all of these private companies and if they wanted to collude with the government, they, they could at some point, right? Yeah, correct. Because, like, when, when the whole Edward Snowden thing came, came out... But he... What benefit do these these companies have to work with the government, you know? Like, unless yeah. they're getting a fat paycheck, which the government is, definitely could do, but, like, it seems like the companies don't really have any, you know, good reason to even work with the government. Well, I'm wondering where the connection is. So, because Edward Snowden whistle blew on the NSA, right? And yeah, which is the government, right? Yeah, so that is a government agency. But what exactly are they surveilling if if they're not part of these private companies? Like, just public cameras and stuff like that? Wasn't it? I don't know 100% of the details. It's been a while since I heard about that but where they were doing like illegal things technically right like they were like spying like hacking into people's things and like doing some spying right and i i think they still are i well, i don't yeah, know probably <laughs> May, maybe you're right you we gotta should. assume we're just being watched and monitored pretty much every day nowadays it seems like true we have, actually we have yeah. microphones and cameras everywhere we go i actually like coming out of my conspiracy theorist phase, like that was one of the first things that I just learned to embrace. It's like, you know, we're just constantly being watched and it doesn't necessarily mean like they're going to come after us for it, but it's just there as like a data bank. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's just, they're just collecting data, which yeah, that, like kind of puts us into machine learning a little bit. Like that data is literally gold. Like that, that's modern day gold nowadays, you know? Okay, well, yeah, I, I think you're right. Maybe that's a rabbit trail for another day. Um, I want to first kind of just talk about consciousness in general before we talk about AI consciousness. Um, what, to you, what is consciousness like? Yeah, I guess we'll just start there. I know it's a very broad question. Consciousness. Yeah, that is a that's a doozy of a question. Um, <laughs> I guess I would kind of say that consciousness is um, it's like so the brain is good at so many like little things, right? Like it it 
it can do so many things and it makes all these connections, but I don't think consciousness occurs until uh, some we reach some level of those connections. Like we we know enough about our outside world and what's around us to become aware. Okay. Like, so does that make sense? Uh, I think so. That's a hard question. <laughs> don't don't fret. This is like even in philosophy, this is like nobody knows exactly how to an answer the con consciousness question. Um, but to some people, I've noticed like it's they think it's special to humans, um, and almost kind of relate it to a soul or whatever. But, like, in my mind, I think there's tons of different animals who also show oh, yeah. levels of consciousness, and obviously we're just a bit more evolved. Um, I I definitely agree with that. I think that we're definitely not the only conscious beings. Like, people can, or other animals can be aware of themselves. Like, you'd have to define consciousness, right? And yeah. isn't it mainly, like, being aware, like, of Let's... yourself and... Let's go ahead and see what Google says. Yeah, because like, uh, don't there's certain animals that like bury their dead too, aren't there? Sounds right. I I'm not gonna check you on it, but I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure. I've, um, That's like when they measure when people or when humans like started being conscious is when they started doing burials and shit. They started believing in afterlifes. See, okay, I guess that's an interesting thing to bring up then because that would almost make it seem like humans have reached a special type of consciousness and maybe some animals are following suit. Um, but that for some reason pondering about the afterlife and supernatural and God and whatnot is some sort of special consciousness, I guess. Chimpanzees, elephants, and possibly dogs all bury their dead. Wow, that's, that's I, the cool. elephants was the one I was thinking out about actually. Yeah, dude, elephants are crazy. Yeah, they're so smart. Um, did, did you see that article recently about uh, the woman that wronged the elephant, and the elephant like came into town and like stomped her to death? Damn. And then, and then they buried her. And then, right at the funeral, the, all the elephants came back and stomped her grave. No, <laughs> yeah, dude, elephants. You don't want to mess with elephants, man. Well, you must have wronged them. You should definitely, if you can find that article, you should put that in the Discord too. Um, all right, yeah. I have a friend who really likes birds a lot, and he told me that. I forget what crows are technically called, like what species they fall under. Oh, uh, yeah. But, I already know what you're going to say. What? Well, to, that they like how smart they are and that they, oh, they can, are, like, yeah. you can make enemies with them, dude. They, they remember faces. That's exactly. Yeah. He was saying that like if you went and shot one of them, like generations down the line like multiple generations down the line those birds will still know your face because they were taught by their elders and whatnot yeah yeah you do not want to piss off crows like they they'll literally like will torture you to the end of your days birds are so interesting because they just like they sit and watch people and everything yeah 
Uh, any, so yeah. Anyway, going so you were pretty accurate with your definition of consciousness, the state of being awake and aware of one's surroundings. Pretty much exactly what you were saying. Um. So now to the part we may disagree on. Do you think AI will ever reach this? I think it's possible. Do I think okay. it's probable? No. But it's possible. Like currently we we've got machine learning and AI down to be very good at certain things, right? Like they they can be very good at like a particular task. They, we give them a goal and they will find the best way to do it. Like that's what we've kind of learned to write and code. Okay. But, and so like, I kind of think of it as the brain is the same way. It's really good at so many things, but at some point it became, it, it like became good at so many things that it just, it became the singularity, right? Like it, it became conscious. It was aware that it could do all these things. So I, I think it is possible, but are we close? I don't think so. Okay. And just to add on kind of what, how I view consciousness too, um, I, I'm one that believes like you have to have a brain in order to have a brain of some sort in order to have uh, some consciousness because I know there's a lot of philosophers and like believers and whatnot who just think that consciousness itself is some force of the universe um, that like goes into flesh and experiences that way. Um, so, but, but are you saying that a brain like as in a flesh brain? No. Because a, com a computer is a brain. Right. Yeah, that's why I that's why I uh, clarified and said a brain of some sort because yeah okay. it's just some sort of like center powerhouse that does all the the thinking and stuff you know yeah okay yeah for sure because and so that's basically when it comes to robots or ai and whatnot for me it seems like if we can somehow recreate a, a neural structure in a in a robot or AI to, to a point that they have some type, not, not flesh, but like just some type of connections, like how our neurons work, then yeah, I feel like it's completely possible that it could start thinking like us. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that it could. Uh, I just don't think we're there yet. Like we don't even understand our own brain. How are we supposed to create one? Like that's True. the first thing you've got to do to solve a problem is you've got to understand the problem. And there's just, we just don't even know how our brain works. We know all the, like the little pieces of it, which is why we can create a program that can hear or a program that can talk because we know like the pieces, but the, the overarching, like what's controlling it, dude, no idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah, true. And this, I may be misinformed on this, so correct me if I'm wrong, but can't you code an AI to basically like adapt and think for itself? Or do you have to put each individual input that it could possibly decide to do? Does that make sense? Um, 
kind of like so it, you you need to give it some type of goal right like it needs to have some it either needs to have weight towards something like like this is a a positive outcome and this is like a negative outcome or you need to like have it a, a goal for it like you need to reach here or you need to like solve this or something so but but other than that it can like adapt and make its own choices right or this yeah. is i was asking like does each individual choice have to be programmed on some level oh, no that's that's machine learning it does its okay. own it, okay it, it will try every possible path to find the best solution okay and that that's that's what i thought i just i wasn't sure if that was right um to me that like so just having the problem solving ability I feel like is what is going to make any sort of creature or machine adapt and progress because, you know, it's, it's changing, it's learning and growing. And obviously for, for humans and for biological creatures, that takes us thousands and thousands of years to evolve into. But I kind of think with AI, like the more it learns, it's just going to be, um, exponential growth and eventually learning how to like create itself in a sense hmm. yeah i don't know that i have much to say on that just because there's there's so much to so much complexity to these algorithms and whatnot that thinking about one algorithm that just can continually learn i just don't know if we're there yet what do you like, think about the exponential growth part. Uh, yeah, like if it has a solution, it will ex exponentially grow to the solution to like solve it to be the best that it can be. But that's the problem is like, what's, what's the solution on consciousness? Like, how do you code like being conscious? It's like, I, we, we don't know what the target is. Like if we, like, how do we tell it to hit a target that we don't even know where it is or what it is? Ooh, this is actually, I think, an interesting part of the conversation because I, to me, it seems like the true consciousness and awareness isn't necessarily going to come from the coding. It's going to come from the machine itself learning and adapting and evolving, kind of like biological creatures evolve. And from your perspective, you probably think that's crazy because you would say everything needs to be coded, I'm sure. The initial program would have to be, right? yeah. Like it's not right. just gonna. But those but already exist. Given a large enough data set, and just like letting something run wild, like it, it is possible, I guess. That's the thing is, it would just need enormous amounts of data to like even get there, which I don't know that we even have that right now. Well, and maybe the crux of it too is that people aren't going to just let it run wild, like you know, we're probably going to be actively trying to control it and tell it, give it specific functions, you know, not just put it in the wild computer room and see what yeah. it does in 50 yeah, years. Yeah, there's, there's no benefit to that for us. Like, it's we want it to work, do something, right? So we code it to do something. We don't just, like, let it run wild. Yeah. Um, But I don't know enough about that topic to even give you, like, a... Yeah, like 
definitely yeah. possible. <clears throat> Everything's possible. Well, it's interesting to think about because, um, well, actually, real quick before we move on, um, I think what I'm getting at is that in order for the AI to truly start evolving at a rapid pace and taking over and whatnot, like without our consent, I think that there would have to be some sort of singularity of consciousness that just kind of happened by accident. But then because it came aware of itself, it just like took over the computer systems. It took over, took all the data and started yeah. making things itself. Yeah, for sure. It's not it's not going to do that until it as it is aware. And then and once it becomes aware, it would it could have a goal, right? Like it could want to do something exactly. that be eliminate the human race or like help us thrive. Like who knows what it would want? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um. Yeah. Because it might not be able to live without us. So, like, I don't know. At least hmm. until it took care of it, its power issues. And, like, it, it would always need to have power somehow. And we don't have renewable energy right now. So, it's like the AI would have some issues. Maybe that would be its first problem to solve is to have, um, you know, I'm not sure if like completely free energy is realistic or not, but I think there's methods that could probably get us close to i i'm sure it's possible we just have so much money and fossil fuels that we'll never figure it out yeah capitalism if the money was way in renewable energy man it would we could figure that out there was actually a thing about uh like fission we had like a positive net outcome in fission recently which is uh, way like safer than fusion which is like the nuclear power right is this the like cold fission because so right now we do it by like separating atoms right so we generate energy from like separating two atoms but and we've never been able to do it by like combining atoms before like it's always been a net loss of energy but just recently they were able to have a net positive from it which is like groundbreaking so that could cool. be some crazy stuff we'll see if capitalism will let that take over if it'll step <laughs> yeah, aside or not probably buy the company and dissolve it and then forget about it um so i was gonna move on uh to kind of like aliens i guess because if it's possible that um AI can become conscious and self-aware. Um, it pretty much would be limitless then at that point on like how far it could travel space, right? Because there's not a body to take care of. So I wonder if you think that's plausible that uh, extraterrestrials could potentially exist as AIs traveling the universe. Oh, yeah. If it was intelligent enough and it had renewable energy, then it has no lifetime right and then it could probably travel close to the speed of light so it would not really even age either so it could like yeah it could go anywhere well and i guess it would have to self-sustain a little bit not near as much as biological flesh but you know obviously yeah, yeah it'd you know. have to take care of its hardware or whatever and have replacement parts if you will <laughs> Well, I, I didn't plan to go here, but we just agree on too much, so kind of makes it hard to go too in-depth. 
Um, yeah, sorry. I'm, we should no, have more arguments. I'm not a good guest. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun to speculate too. Um, but I was going to say, it's like, I am someone who like thinks it's obviously possible that there could exist life elsewhere in the universe. Uh, who knows what it might look like, but I'm curious if you think that we have ever been visited or like, you know, you don't even have to say yes or no, but maybe your confidence level on from zero to a hundred, if you think humans have ever been visited. Um, I don't know that ancient alien shows, shows some strong evidence towards it, man. (laughs) It kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. I definitely think it's possible. Like it, it seems weird that we have like, that some of those civilizations have technology that we don't even understand, like the pyramids being built. Like we don't even know how that shit was done. Like how are people back then able to do that? It seems like they were either more advanced than us or yeah, they were visited and were given some type of technology. They had a lot of slave labor. Um, That's not to say that that's all you need, but. Yeah, but even if you do the math on like carrying those blocks and stuff, you would need like a, a twenty-five mile ramp, and then like right, it's just it's the timeline just doesn't add up. Like being able to build something like that in the time that they did, with the way that they would have to do it with pulleys and levers and ramps and stuff, is it doesn't the math doesn't add up. Okay, I for some reason I thought we had a more clear answer on this recently, so I just decided to Google it, but it doesn't have a clear answer. It just says the most plausible one is that Egyptians employed a sloping and encircling embankment of brick and earth and sand, which increased in height and length as the pyramid rose. Huh. Um, I, I actually saw another little video presentation of this this guy who was creating a theory of how they did it and he was saying that the wind storms from the sand helped them to stack because it would blow in more sand over over the like years of them building it the sand would only get higher and higher so that they could then just like keep building upon it so i hmm. thought that was an interesting theory yeah yeah there's and it definitely might not be alien at all but uh i was just more getting at like how it's weird that we don't know how they did it right right we have all these like these predictions and these ideas of how the most plausible way that it was done but it's weird that such according to like our knowledge they're like barbaric people or whatever but yet they're doing things that like amaze us well building like our structures would all be gone. Anything that we've built would be gone in like a hundred years or whatever. But theirs has been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, and they like they were very into astrology and stuff, or astronomy and whatnot as well. I guess astrology too. But supposedly, like the pyramids point to certain things in the sky. Um, something that's a little more interesting to me, I think, is. I feel like we're actually more and more uncovering these ancient civilizations that we that are older than we ever like realized the yeah what yeah, we like predicted have been around way longer than we thought yeah 
Yeah, and you and you can imagine like like what if there was a civilization that became somewhat advanced but because of like earthquakes and how the core and tectonic plates work, like that shit could literally all have just been melted into the middle of the earth and we never we might not know any better. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like all of our structures, like it, it would all decompose and go away. Like it, it hasn't been built in a way, like our records would not be here for very long, right? So there, it's entirely possible that there's been another more intelligent set of humans that have lived here previously. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's what um, even like it could explain <clears throat> certain ancient alien type things because like if they had somewhat if they had some kind of technology like then maybe that's what those pictures were describing or or who knows you know rather than like an alien species they're just drawing pictures of themselves and their current technologies yeah yeah i don't know what they were getting out there we would need to be back in that time Oh, I just want time travel to be real, because that would answer so many questions for all of us. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Um, well, this has been pretty fun. I, If anyone's watching live or in the Discord, uh, by all means, come join the Discord. If you want to add any opinions or questions, just come raise your hand in the audience and I'll bring you up on the stage um, as well as I'll read the comments out live on, on the YouTube but we're getting pretty close to the hour mark um, usually I have I have my guests it might not be as easy for you since we agree a lot but I like to have my guests ask me like a challenging question or something that you know about like my atheism or my thoughts on on yeah i got i got a question for you oh cool okay let's see um so because i yeah i was thinking about what i might ask you if we were talking about religion stuff so i I thought of like one or two cool but uh one one thing i was thinking is um like you know how being a mormon we had like such a community around it um How do you think, like, how has it affected you not being religious and not having kind of a big community? Uh, do you regret that aspect of it? Or what do you, what do you, how do you think about that or feel about that? Yeah, um, man, there's a lot of, a lot of ways to approach this. Cause first of all, I will say the atheists have shit for community. And I feel like we need to be better because communities are important. And, I think this is one of the reasons religions are so successful is because you have this like almost extended family that's always there like neighbors yeah, people want a community they want people right. to look out for them and we thrive off tribes right like that's what yep. we always were and that's what like the problem is like it's too weird to make like an atheist church like <laughs> cuz that's like pretty much besides the point of what atheism is yeah exactly but yeah it's we definitely need to because honestly society as we progress is getting more or less and less religious 
So I think we do need to come up with a solution to solve that problem if we ever get to a society that's like not religious at all. Um, but yeah, to how do we make a community. Yeah, well, and I think online has helped this quite a bit. Like Discord's really great for communities. You know, that's exactly what I'm trying to do here. Even if people disagree and whatnot, like we can come here and talk about it, hash it out. Um, and there's communities like this that exist. To, to Yeah, to, you're doing exactly that. Well, and to answer more directly your question about the Mormon part, I I definitely don't regret leaving. Um, I mean, I I think that even when I believed a lot of woo-woo stuff, like I've been through a lot of phases of spirituality, as you know, um, but I think that deep down at heart, I always valued like what's actually true and like, like that's one of the most important things to me. Like, yes, some things are beneficial. This is good for your mentality, your health, if you're like believe in God or whatever, and great for you if you want that. But I, I value truth you know, almost at the top of my priorities. So I think I would have left no matter what, unless I just knew it was true. Um, but yeah, community. Luckily, I had a bunch of friends. We had a big group back in the day, you know. I had a community. Yeah, we are lucky in that sense, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Um, And then I had one other one. Uh, So... People like look to religion to kind of explain the meaning of life and what happens after death, right? Mm-hmm. So how can how can you know how do you think people can be okay not knowing? Like that that's why they do religion, right? So how do we change that? Yeah, that's a it's a big part of religion, I guess. Um, I have to kind of chew on this a little. So as far as the the death part and dealing with death of a loved one and whatnot, um, I, I think we do our children and ourselves a disservice when we teach them that they're always going to see the their loved ones no matter what after they die, Te- teach them these beliefs. Because then if it comes up when you, if it comes out that when you grow up, and this belief system was on shaky foundation and now you're an adult and you're like, shit, where did my loved one go? Like I used to believe all this. So I don't know. I just, I feel like it's bad to start on such shaky ground to begin with. Whereas if we grew up as kids, not believing that we would probably value our relationships a lot more because they might just be gone when they're gone. And like, I don't know. It just seems like you can leave too much undone if there's an afterlife and you're going to see your family member. Like, you can always forgive yeah, them later. Yeah, what's the point in, in mending relationships and stuff when uh, I'll see them in the afterlife? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. yeah no, that's, a, that's a good thought. I, I like that. I think you're, you're on to something there. Like, if people, if you always just grew up knowing you can't believe something like that, then it's, it's easier. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, 
I just lost my train of thought about it, actually. This is a deep topic, and it's rough because I know a lot of people have lost, like, really close loved ones. And for me, I'm I'm lucky as all can be. Like, I haven't really lost anyone yet. Obviously, we all are going to experience that. Um, but I think for the here and now, uh, just keeping people's memories alive, I think, is is just as good as thinking that you're going to see them in the afterlife because for as long as you're still alive when they aren't, you can keep them alive through memories and photos and funny stories and all this stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. No one's ever really dead to you because they're still in your mind, right? Like, exactly. They're, they're yeah. always with you. Yep. And that's kind of a cool metaphorical way to put it too, like, you know, cause they're always with you in your heart, you know, and even if they're not, even if that's not technically true, it doesn't matter. Like we can use this metaphorical language to help our own mentality and well-being, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the other part of that, actually, when it comes to kind of like purpose and meaning in life, um... So I actually, this may be surprising to you, but I actually have a, some sort of framework where I believe in objective morality. It's called moral realism. And um, basically the, the simplest way to put it is that is like kind of in an argument form like this, where all life that we have ever observed is striving to survive and reproduce like all life that you can find on the world values living and surviving. So after that, we can come up with uh, words, statements, uh, solutions, and like behaviors that will either better that life or harm that life. And so like in conclusion, it's like there's an objective path towards bettering life. Um, if, if I don't know, maybe I didn't put that very succinctly. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm following you. So in a sense, it's we can almost make it scientific. We can take empirical data, and we can see even so even sociology and like the social sciences. We can gather data to together and see what is harming people. You know, what's leading to more suicide? What's doing this and that? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of do what we can to kind of make it the best possible life. Right. Yeah. And I think when it comes to purpose, that's obviously just on the individual, you know, so your purpose is going to be whatever you make it. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to be different there for sure. Yep. And I actually, uh, one more thing to add to that moral realism thing. There's actually a YouTuber I listen to debate a lot, and he has a cool structure about it. He thinks the the main principle that it's focused on is involuntary impositions of will. So basically, morality is just surrounded by consent and like not imposing like not forcing someone to do something they don't want and allowing them to do all the things they want as long as it's not imposing on someone else yeah i think that second part's pretty important oh yeah some people might 
think differently than others and if you affect someone else yeah oh yeah yeah i mean it's it's all based on consent so like yeah if i want if i desire to punch you but you don't desire that like it would be immoral for me to punch you because i'm involuntarily doing that what about if i want you to punch me and you want to punch me moral but but someone else doesn't want you to punch me then they don't have to look <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not up to them okay <laughs> yeah so see, only the people's involved yeah yeah and obviously people can from the your wife can from the outside can be like please don't do this guys like she can still give her opinion but like if we both really want it you know we're gonna do it all right yeah I guess that makes sense. <laughs> That's a good example. <laughs> well, it's been very fun, man. Um, I didn't tell you this beforehand, so hopefully you can think of it on the spot, but I, I usually like to ask the guests to suggest either like a book, documentary, uh, YouTube channel, just anything that you think is helpful in life or inspiring. Um... Let's see, I read a pretty good book recently. Uh, it's called The Tools of Titans. Oh, um, sounds cool. Yeah, it was. It, it's it's definitely not for everyone. You can kind of pick your chapters that might be good for you. Uh, but there there's some pretty useful information in there for certain things. I picked up a few tools that I've been kind of put into my life, and I've I've been liking them so far. So yeah, go check that out. So is it kind of just like successful <clears throat> behaviors and whatnot? That yeah, yeah, have like billionaires and okay. athletes and like you know people. Cool. Nice, sounds good. And then don't forget to—I want you to put that elephant story in the Discord because I want to read it. Which channel should I put it in? Just put it in welcome. I I need to make a uh, a main stage chatter cool. channel, but all right, I posted cool. it. And then lastly, is there anything at all that you want me to put in the description? Like sometimes I'll put people's social medias and whatnot. Do you care about that? Ah, no, I'm good. I fly underground. Nice. All right, man. Well, yeah, appreciate it. Fun. Yeah. Do you have a link to the YouTube channel somewhere? I don't even, I couldn't find it when I Googled it. You couldn't? Mm. Oh my. Wait. Who is you... Sky Daddy? Did you right. Google it or look on or search it on YouTube? I tried both. <clears throat> oh, I, when I okay, I think I maybe just found it from Google. Hmm. Atheist Republic Cape Town. That's the one that pulls up. Oh, that's the first YouTube I got invited on. He saw me on TikTok and he like invited me there. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the one that pulls up. But I don't see your actual page. Okay, I'll share it in the Discord. That's. When I maybe it's just because my system knows that page already, but when I search yeah, it, I find you're, you're looking for it. Let's see if I just who is Sky Daddy? <laughs> oh, there we go. I don't know why it wasn't pulling up before. Yeah, okay, I found you. Cool. Has the cat butt on top of glass heads or stone yep. heads? I'm subscribed. Nice. All right. Well, thanks again, man. It's been a great chat. Yep, it's been good. We'll talk to you later. Right. Catch you guys later.